All right. I think we are live. Hello, everybody. This is what Black Pittsburgh needs to know. I am your moderator, Dr. Cheryl Hall Russell. Um, this program basically is offering some real life, what guys, navigation tools on how to survive this region while being black. Uh, <laughs> so we bring something to you every week that we hope is, is helpful. A um, lot to talk about today. I'm joined by uh, my co-moderators, or co- my, my team here, Jasiri X, who is the CEO and co-founder of One Hood Media. Dr. Jamil Bay down there in the corner coming to us from Greater Barbados for another minute or two, who is the president of Urban, the Urban Kite Institute and our guest and also a member of the One Hood team, Baruch Alsay, <laughs> who is uh, on other shows on the One Hood Media, uh, including one of my favorites this week in White Supremacy, but is joining us today because it's, it, it really matters in this conversation. You know, you'll yeah, be able to yeah, take yeah. from that show and add to this one for show. So before we get into it, you know, we're going to be talking about toxic whiteness. This is a term that has been coined by our dear Dr. Bade. He's going to explain that. It'll, it'll become clear really quickly. But before we jump into that, let's let's go with what got us started. Let's talk about COVID. Uh, whew, speaking of another life-threatening topic, uh, a lot of new things are happening. Dr. Bay, uh, new brands of this virus are popping up in Brazil and Europe. You know, Americans are competitive. Now we have our own variation coming out of California. Um, you know, I think we're learning a lot about how terrible we knew this, but how truly terrible the Trump administration was in terms of trying to figure out how to get the vaccines out and how that's impacting states. You know, I know you started with the, with the black COVID test. What are you guys talking about now with all the changes? See, I, I didn't know where you were going with that show. You said, you know, a new variant of toxic whiteness. And you said Brazil, <laughs> South Africa. And I, I thought we were still talking about them. <laughs> My bad. But, <laughs> you got you to warn me about these transitions. I mean, so... The, the thing that we're seeing, you know, again, how and, and we'll, we'll get into it, how toxic whiteness has contributed to the impact of this virus. Mm-hmm. And, and so we'll get into a little bit about that. But that what has happened is, is that the country and the world's public health infrastructure is so ill prepared and that they played this down by removing the United States from the World Health Organization, by not allowing the CDC to do what it does, by undermining the message for the last year. What happens is now that, okay, the real threat is, you know, more apparent to everybody. And this is what, you know, a new vi- a, a novel virus does. We don't know what it's going to do. It's still deciding for itself. It's still evolving. But as we see that happening, the, the level of preparedness. And so the vaccine that they pumped all the money into, it mm-hmm. still was not invested into the degree that you could get enough out to get folks ready. And so now, you know, the folks have that virus fatigue and a lot of folks have lost hope and a lot of folks are just frustrated. The economies are in shambles. And now, okay, now let's take it seriously, but we're still months and months away from having vaccines ready to do, you know, what they can do. And, you know, it, We'll get into it later. It's, it's roots of him allowed to happen. The, the original virus of white toxicity, the toxic whiteness that we've not eliminated. I'm going to give a little heads up as we go. Uh, we may have to reset a little bit. I heard your mic. I mean, your your sound got a little garbly. There is kind of a whole. I think that's that. Um, I think that's uh, that beautiful Barbados wind. You know what I'm saying? That. You think that was <laughs> I Y'all gonna make me go inside. Yeah, you're, you're good for now. We'll wave at you. But right, I'll get closer. National tech issues going on in case we we die. There's been a bunch of stuff going on. So I mean, have we really gotten that used to the fact that over four hundred thousand Americans are dead? And you know, are we going that numb? Are we just waiting on it to knock on our door? <laughs> I mean, emotionally, this thing is. It's just I so unfathomable that I, I think we just stopped even trying to think about it in a big way. Yeah, I, I think people are kind of like fit, trying to figure out just how to live with it. It's it's like this mm. is our reality now. And so because this is our reality, we just got to, you know, like try to make the best of it. And so I think that's where folks are right now. I mean, I know I'm, I'm like everybody got like Zoom meeting fatigue and all of this and that. But 
I, I feel like that's where we are. And and like you yeah. said, I mean, if you haven't personally lost somebody, I mean, there's still people, you know, there's, there's doctors talking about there's people in the hospital saying, uh, you misdiagnosed me with COVID. There's no such thing as COVID. And, you know, just, you know, kind of just building off what Dr. Bay said about toxic whiteness. We know that came from, you know, uh, the, the, the former white supremacist in chief right from the top where, you know, he, you know, took this out of the hands of the scientists and doctors right away. Um, it was about kind of, you know, uh, uh, helping his business friends. Um, it was just a lot of things that were not that he wouldn't wear a mask himself. Um, to set any type of tone. And so I think this is where toxic whiteness come from. They just did a, a study that said the group that um, used masks the least were white people. That, you know, that it was it was white folks that used masks the least. And then, you know, we came to find out that, um, you know, it was a guy, I, I want to say this was Ohio, who had actually, you know, made some declaration that, you know, maybe black people are, are, are disproportionately being affected by COVID because we don't know how to wash our hands. And he was named like the head of the state health, you know, piece. And so, I mean, I think you got all of this stuff going around, you know, where, I mean, and that's oftentimes like when we're, when we're disproportionately affected, like, you know, and this is where, where once again, like Dr. Bates said, toxic whiteness comes in. We don't want to actually look at the, you know, the systemic and institutional racism that exists in the system. Because once we say, oh, this is a product, you know, blacks dying of COVID-19 disproportionately and brown folks is a product of institutional and systemic racism, then you have to then deal with it. And that means putting money and resources into actually dismantling the systemic racism that's in your institutions, whether it be whatever healthcare provider it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I don't, you know, to me, even with 400,000 people dead, I don't believe we've actually arrived at a point where folks are willing to do that real work. You know, I still think that we're trying to throw band-aids, you know, right. on some on a on a on a on on a cancer. Like we like, oh, you got cancer, take this band-aid. Instead of like actually trying to do the real work of like, okay, well, why? What's happening? Kind of beyond like diversity and inclusion, but doing some real work in terms of dismantling the systemic and institutional racism that exists. And it's very similar to how Pittsburgh deals with its own race problem. It's 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 clear. That Pittsburgh mm -hmm. has a problem with race, but Pittsburgh doesn't want to do the necessary or Allegheny County the necessary work in really dealing with the systemic and institutional racism that exists here. So we just look for band-aids. We say we oh, maybe if I just speak the language, uh, and if I say Black Lives Matter, that that'll be okay. We don't want to really get to the nitty-gritty of the problem. And I think this is why the city is where it is when it comes to toxic whiteness. Absolutely. I, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Now, what I was no, going to say is that, you know, looking looking at, at now we're in 2021 officially, I think, you know, the phrases around the new normal and what that was going to be, I don't think any of us really had an idea that the new normal would be more violent or deadly than the old normal. With 400,000 Americans dying, and I think, you know, when Dr. Bay said America loves to be competitive, you know, I think America was it was hard pressed to say, oh, listen, we're going to make normal even more difficult. Uh, the frustration of COVID kind of sitting in has people wanting to come out the house, has people, you know, if, you, if you're forcing me to go back to work, but you're restricting me in all these other forms. Of course, people are going to be frustrated. But the, the 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 normalcy that we're faced with now with these proud boys, with these capital riots, with, you know, the death toll just on a consistent uprising, uh, upheaval all around 2021. And I, I, I was saying that 2020 was kind of like the pop quiz. 2021 is going to be your exams. Like it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot worse because the first, pretty much the first year of every presidential, uh, every new president is, is a difficult transition, right? With Obama, with Bush, uh, with Trump. You know, it, now with Biden coming into his first year, like the work's always cut out for you. But right now you're looking at a country that's literally in shambles financially, economically, holistically. Um, you know, it, it's just it, it's in a very, very negative place for everybody. And you're walking into realms now where lives are hanging in the balance no matter which arena you go into. Someone's life, someone's livelihood is literally basically on the chopping block everywhere you turn. Um, and that makes it, you know, even politically here in Pittsburgh, you're looking at a very, very new regime in a regime that's uh, uh, 
comfortable with its toxic whiteness. I guess that's the theme of the show. I think the the the, the pulling off the cut and to see how the sausage is made is kind of what's going to be the model with like the theme for Pittsburgh and a lot of other cities coming in 2021. Where you're going to see a lot of people who are saying, you know what, well, I'm kind of with black people staying in their place. I'm kind of with, you know, people dying from COVID because it's weeding out the weak. I'm kind of with, you know, the strong survive mentality. Um, and it's going to manifest in a lot of new policies. It's going to manifest in programming. It's going to manifest in a lot of new areas in 2021. And we got a front row seat. So aren't we so fortunate? Well, look at that. I, I think the toxic in this particular thing is they can't control this. It's one right. thing to think, okay, we, we, we got some black and brown people that are dying, but just COVID itself as a virus is not looking at the lines. They're not, they're not looking at the red lines around neighborhoods. This thing, you're going to kill yourself having something get out of control that you think is just taking out black and brown people. This well, well um, almost. I see. I would, I would push back a little bit on that, Dr. Russell, okay. because, you know, we saw when, 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 when Trump got COVID, he had access um, to the, the this healthcare, he had access to the stem cell piece. Um, yeah, where you know, true. I was told by one doctor that was like one hundred thousand dollars per shot, and so I think you right. have, um, for, you know, when, when, and that's what it is when it comes to healthcare. You coming into the hospital, you uninsured with COVID, it's going to be a lot different if you you know flying your private plane to the hospital or 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 you're somebody. Um, that has access to that best healthcare. So that's one of the reasons, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, when you look at who's the most hospitalized, um, who, who, who dies the most when you go to the hospital, it's black and brown folk, because it's oftentimes the type of care that we get. We're not, you know, the sad part is when we go to the hospital, we're not looking at somebody that looks like us in most cases. Um, and then, you know, we don't get um, uh, the best of service. I mean, that's been, studied and broken down the disparity when it comes to how we're treated when we go into uh healthcare um has, has been has been absolutely broken down so i do think even with that you know you have those disparities you know wherever wherever we go dr russell <laughs> toxic white is gonna be there you know it's gonna be there but you know who is gonna be there is poor white people who did Back. not have access to True. to um you know, proper healthcare. Who living out in the, in the, in these places that they all gather to to go to the capital together? Um, a lot of times they are they have crappy access and they're not getting whatever Trump got because they don't Trump actually don't care about these people and they never have. So they can to say, in this too. And to say, Doctor Russell, like toxic whiteness is hurting them. They were lied to. I mean, this is the thing. They were lied to about the election. You know, they were lied to about the, 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 the state of their country. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, they believed this lie so much that they went to the Capitol to try to kidnap and, 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 and maybe murder or kill uh, Congress people and senators to get, you know, their man back in office because he lied. Instead of him just saying, hey, you know, Rudy Giuliani just came out and said, oh, it, it was lost. I mean, you had a situation where you had two um, 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 senators go on TV and they said, well, where's the fraud? Point to me out exactly where the fraud. And they were like, we don't have any proof that there was any actual fraud. And so that's the, that's the, that's how toxic whiteness is, is harmonies, you know, poor white people because they're being lied to about why their country is in the state that it is about why their economic system, they're not being told that, you know, your current economic condition probably is tied to the fact that when Trump was president, he gave these rich folks a two trillion dollar tax cut. That mm -hmm. he actually took the the budget from uh, a, a deficit. I think now the deficit is five trillion dollars. This was on his watch, it's, it's and he unreal. did it to benefit his rich friends. And this is why you see this this incredible influx of billionaires. See, like poor white people aren't being talked about. They're being told. You're in your economic condition because of black people taking your jobs or, you know, a brown people taking your jobs. And they're the reason why and they stole or this COVID. from you. You know, because yeah, yeah, COVID yeah. It is, you know, I was reading some stats today. COVID obviously is impacting the economy. But all the stuff you just talked about earlier is, is has having a bigger impact. And that shocked me that those numbers are reading out that way. We keep using this phrase, Dr. Bay. 
explain to our listeners and, and, and give us a little bit more on this toxic whiteness. It's, it's one of those things that it's, it's hard to see. Do you see it? But we know it's everywhere, right? So what Yasiri was just talking about was that that is it's one of its highest forms of manifestation, given crazy the benefit of the doubt, right? So these, these folks who believe with no evidence that an election was stolen, the fact that they can go on television and say that, they're not required to provide any proof. It's believable because whiteness said it because white folks are behind it. And then there are well-intentioned well and well-meaning white folks and a lot of black folks who say, well, let's hear them out. Hmm, there must be something there. Rather than you just pull this out of your ass. Shut your crazy ass up. You get the benefit of the doubt. And so it goes back to the, 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 the history of this. I don't know when it started, because I said this is just, some, I'm still working this through my head. But we go back to, the reconstruction period, right? So after the civil war, rather than damn it, sit your stupid asses down for the shit that you're trying to do. You tried to overthrow the country. Okay. Oh, right, well, all right. Well, separate. We'll still let you fly your, your, your treasonous flag. Well, let's hear it. There are two sides. It was an economic argument rather allowing that foolishness to continue into the government, it starts to permeate other things. You know, even today, Texas school books. Well, let's reconsider some of that. Rather than look, the treasonous, seditious folks who sought to overthrow the country, well, they have a perspective that we should consider. And over the years, that comes to, well, what, what it does for us is then we're always defending because we're like, what? We see it. We know it's crazy. Well, you know, the, the idea, white folk, black folks don't wash their hands. That sort of stupidity that allows itself to work. It, then we got to defend against that and explain. No, that's not true. And so all of these things where, where we go back to and, and just follow it along, that the, the, the white stupidity and the arrogance and the ignorance, the idea of folks who just cannot accept their own ideals. They, they made up the rules. They set the terms that one man, one vote, that we know that was never true, but the idea that this is a democracy for the people, that people participate in the elections, they, we, we accept the results. You know, that that, that whole, we, 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 not that we saw that that was a sham. We, we never, we always knew that they never honored that, but as long as it benefited them, that was okay. But we talked about this months before the election when they were just attempting to undermine and the gerrymandering and making sure that your vote didn't count or that they didn't want to see this. The fact that they cannot accept a multicultural democracy. This is the whiteness. And then you say, well, let's hear them out. Rather than sit your ass down, take your ass to jail. Anybody who brings this treasonous shit, you know, we have laws for that. We tolerate it. This appeasement strategy of, well, we don't want to rile them up. The craziness that senators speak, that how that representatives speak on air, on television. There are news stations that just cater to this. And then so it permeates through people who, who you don't see as, well, he's not one of them. Then when you see a mayor who just says and does stupid shit, just with complete disregard for the people that he's serving. So or who let's was hold it for a second to bring our, our listeners up to speed a little bit. So our, our uh, mayor of our great city decided he was going to have a bit of a moment around midnight on January 21st. Twitter and, fingers. Um, Twitter fingers. Yeah, Twitter fingers got a little busy. Can we bring that tweet up, please? So what does he say? You do realize the protesters from last year also oppose me. Interesting to know. Radical right and radical left joining together. This happened 90 years ago. It ended up terribly. How what incendiary is that? Like, how incendiary is that? Jasiri say this all the time. I've never seen someone on Twitter be so emotional. Like, he's so delicate. He's so afraid of scrutiny. And he's so bashful when it comes to people actually criticizing him for just reason. And I was thinking about this today before I came on. I was actually, I was, I was prepping some mental notes in my head before I was joined with such esteemed people, right? So people <laughs> with alphabets behind their name, you know, it's like, oh man, I got to step my game up. But you know, <laughs> Bill, Mayor Peduto 
isn't any this isn't different than Trump in this situation because his actions are the cause. The causality is there in his tweets for a lot of these riots, a lot of the things that the classified as riots, the protests over the summer. You backing the police, you leaving us with no other option but to take to these streets. You not calling any of the protesters to 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 your hall to, to talk about why there's these issues, why there were 17 weeks of civil disobedience in the streets, in your streets, that you failed to meet. You failed to rise to the occasion. You failed to address these issues. You want to put more money behind police. You want to put more money in the people who are, you know, have the vested interests of the disenfranchisement of black and brown people in the city. And then you want to tweet about allegiances and, and alluding to Nazi coercion and all this other shit. It just sounded, for anybody who thought I was going to cuss before Dr. Jamil Bay, run me my money. <laughs> run me my money, right? Run me my money. But, but, but I see, I see, if I, if I can hop in, Baruch, because I don't, see, I, to me, it might be more insidious. Like, I, like mm. I don't, I don't know if this was emotional. I see. I believe this was calculated. Um, mm. This was a this was a calculated piece where you know Peduto was intentionally trying to make these false equivalences mm. between protesters and what we just saw at the Capitol. When you talk about the radical right, you're talking about the Proud Boys. You're talking about neo-Nazis. You're talking about these three percenters, these oath keepers, these groups that we just saw commit violent acts in, 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 the, in the protest. Groups, ironically, that are very comfortable in Pittsburgh, being in Pittsburgh, because according to the FBI, we have uh, one of the highest activities of white supremacy in the country. So this isn't, this isn't what Jasiri believes. This is according to the FBI. So now you have a situation where you're saying, and he didn't say, he didn't qualify. This is the, the, the interesting oh. thing. He said protesters. He didn't qualify. So if you were somebody that went out with a sign, you know what I'm saying? If you were somebody that felt like, you know, I want to show Black Lives Matter. I didn't like what I saw with, you know, um, um, uh, Armand Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. And then, of course, what happened with Antoine Rose here, uh, the second here, Johnny Gammage here, Ramir Talley here, like, and you just wanted to express yourself and, and affirm that Black Lives Matter. He has you on the same level as uh, as as these white supremacist terrorists, and I think this is what this does. And you know, I I, I credit Miracle because I saw her tweet it, and and it, it what it does, it actually puts black organizers in danger to understand those 17 weeks of protests 18 19 weeks it might have been more were mainly organized by young black teenagers black young and educated these are these are these are freshmen in college you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. these are these are young people they're still in children they're still, they're still children right that that really i think the city should be saying how do we keep these you know these these young motivated intelligent organized young people to be a part of this city. Instead, what happened? You know, we you were there, Farouk, and you know, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show because you, out of all of One Hood, probably attended the most protests um, out of out of everybody in our organization. You know, we watched the 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 police militarize, you know, get more and more and more to the point where you had an unmarked van put one of the marshals in the van. And so, so when you hear, and I want to pass it on, but when, when I hear Peduto say this, you know, there, we just, there was just a story where uh, 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 District Attorney Zapala said that, that they, they're going to recharge protesters and that this was Peduto's instruction. These were Mayor Peduto's instructions. Now, Mayor Peduto came out and said those were not his instructions. But when you put, when you tweet these things, when you tweet comparing protesters, to individuals that have committed terrorist violence, we saw what the radical right did. You know, it was somebody from the radical right that went up into the tree of life and committed the largest massacre of Jewish people that we've ever seen. So when you do that, you actually put us in danger, right? Mm -hmm. You put black organizers and young black organizers, a shout out. I see, you know, folks like Brandy, I see Brandy. Um, the, the organizing collective 
Um, and 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 those and and, this, and to say this, the last thing I'll say this because I I know we got a, a, a lot of time, but remember, this is in 2019 the city that was the worst city for black women. This was a study that you the the, the mayor's office did, the the, the, the gender equity the commission did it. themselves. Um, most of the organizers, when you look at the organizing collective that were organizing these protests in the city, they're black women. You know what I'm saying? A predominant amount of what we saw as organizing happening in this city was led by black women. That's a fact. And so mm -hmm. now you're 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 you know, there's black women with charges right now. Right? With charges right now that I guess are going to be refiled. So you actually make it more now here we can't just go and say we want <laughs> we can't we can't just affirm black lives by doing that. Now we're equal to domestic terrorists. Right, 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 and yeah, and, and yeah, now yeah. our lives become in danger, and 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 he he doesn't even have the sense to say that was a misspeak. And here's where I want to here's where I want to go with it. Black lives matter when it's convenient, right? Over the summer, he was able to say that black lives. Oh yeah, black people get mistreated, and you know he had a great. You know, I want to say great, but he had he had words. He had words around the subject. But now you have this, um, as, as, as Dr. Bay was saying this, and then Jasiris is building on it, there's this authoritative, so-called authoritative agency that white people believe they had. And when it comes to classifications of us, right, when it comes to equating the uh, protesters over the city with the radical right and the radical left, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck radical left looks like. I, don't, I have no idea what the radical left looks like in, 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 in this twisted purview or however they want to phrase it. But to put us in here, right, as someone who was on the ground, there's definitely a fear, like not only just from, you know, what could happen with counter protesters, that's not all I'm worried about. It's the fact that you're funding the police and the police have this, you know, when they come to, when they come to these protests, they're charged, they're militarized, they're already aggressive. And we're not out here in this space to be, you know, provocative. We are out here vulnerable. We're voicing our vulnerability. And the fact that that's viewed as a threat, the fact that vulnerability can pr be perceived as invective um, to this regime and to this administration, and it's painted this way in the media that like, okay, these protesters are part and parcel with the domestic terrorists, with the insurgents, with the upheavalists that took over the Capitol is beyond me because I don't remember anybody out here that looked like me or people voicing the same concerns, causing any property damage, doing nothing out here. Nothing. But, it is, but now, and, and also, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Peduto administration that restricted downtown with protest zones. Am I, am I, am I miscorrect in understanding that? So yeah, his game... Yeah, so his game plan from the jump was to um, kind of sequester and, you know, subjugate protests in the city to where it could be funneled into a and, and presented in a nice way. But and it gets that 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 toxic whiteness. If it's not my way of protesting, if it's not a way that appeases me, then we can't have it. That we can't have nice things. We're not going to get them. Dr. Bay, was it strategic or was this a, a midnight uh, crazy tweet? Well, it, it can be both, right? Categories. Well, it was very personal, obviously. If you oppose me, I mean, that first line was like, "Dude, you king of Pittsburgh now? What is this?" And so, if, if we listen to what we th th listen to what we're saying and, and what has been said, so on the one hand, we have no history of anything that he's ever said or done that showed that he's ready to stand up and represent us. Okay, we, we had hoped, we had belief because for some reason we still have faith in this democracy and we keep hmm. on trying. We believe that the Democratic Party, for whatever reason, we keep falling into this same trap. And so we thought this dude, because he was not as bad as the other dude, at least on the things that came out of his mouth, that maybe he's the one. And he has these, this progressive thing and he sometimes he says something about wind energy and anti-fracking. Oh, let's hope that he's going to do right by us. When there's nothing, nothing that he's demonstrated, that he supported, that is a way that, in, that will enable black families to thrive. And so if we're thinking about, well, let's, how much more time can we waste in trying to understand this? This man has dis demonstrated he's not your ally. Repeatedly, his housing policy, 
his his health care, his health, his environment, nothing that he's done has been about us. Now, if you say, well, his big picture, he wants a Marshall Plan for middle America that does not mention black folks anywhere in that plan. There's some, you know, it says, yes, racism is a problem two or three times, but there's no, okay, how do we make, how do we do right by the people who've been the victims of this toxic whiteness for the last 400 years? Oh, that's not a part of the plan. And so when you see a tweet like this, it appeals, it reestablishes his credentials with the police who he's increased the funding for. With those law and order folks, law and order means control the niggas, right? Right, right. That's that's, that's not about law and order because we we saw what that looked like on on January 6th. Right. Nobody was concerned about that. That's not a whistle. Those same boys who showed up to kidnap the mayor of Michigan or the governor of Michigan, those same boys who stormed the city council building with the police stood down. They showed up at the Capitol. The police stood down. Peduto has had opportunities to, to draw a line. He's not. So let's forget about that. Because one of the things that toxic whiteness does is we keep responding and reacting. And we, we have to, though. We can't, we can't just stand by. But at the same time, what Black Pittsburgh needs to know, we need to talk about our education agenda. We need to talk about our environmental justice agenda. We need to talk about this other stuff. But here we are responding to a known, <laughs> repeated offender of Black lives. Right. And I, and I, and I want to just touch on that, um, Dr. Russell, because this isn't the first time that he's tweeted out, you know, really the same sentiment. And, you know, I do want to shout out, um, you know, the city paper did a really good, um, editorial, uh, Lisa Cunningham, uh, that we posted on, on one hood, but in <coughs> September, uh, Peduto tweeted out politics 101, have the alt left attack Democrats and the alt right support their efforts. And so, according to the New York Times, it says this is that this is uh, they they were defining these terms, and where it says alt left, it says researchers um, who study extremist groups in the United States say no such thing as the alt left. I'm saying that that basically what you do it's a word that and this is an analysis from the Anti Defamation League said the word has been made up to create a false equivalence between the far right and anything vaguely seeming left that they didn't like. And so, I mean, this is exactly what, so you see the same terminology because this is the reality. Peduto came to protest. Um, 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 The chief of police, uh, Schubert, came to protest. Remember, they kneeled down? And so does that include them? Or did protest become an issue when folks decided to come into your house? Remember- Black Lives Matter when it's convenient. Right, remember, Peduto invited folks to his house the second time, he put a picture out of himself sitting on his steps and said, come on. And so folks came. And so it's like now you did, but you didn't like what they had to say. He still bothered about it. Right. And so not only did you go back in your house, but you sick those police officers on those people that night. Folks were sent to a park, folks was kettled, folks was brutalized. That happened. And so, um, I, but I agree with you, Dr. Bay. I really feel like for us, it's like, you know, we, we know this is, you know, how he how he does. And the fact, like you said, he has not apologized. He's saying this is what what it is. This is what he's going to be. This is how he's going to be. Really, it's for us to say, OK, h- how do we come together? How do we move forward? And what is our agenda? Mm. I'm looking at a comment right now from from Brandy Fisher. And I appreciate it because you know, Brandy. That, that early thing, you know, we were like, OK, let's get behind this dude. Let's kind of give him, and we did. And I was right there with him. You know, let, let's get somebody else in. And he started off okay. You know, he, he he took up some causes that seemed to be, you know, heading in the right direction. But as soon as this whole system started to challenge him on it, his his police, his, you know, his corporate folks, all these people start saying, oh, look, dude, don't, you know, let, let them protest, but don't have any expectations for them actually winning something. I think it was okay for the emotional kind of let them get it out of their system and then adjust to back to what we had. I think it got, it got difficult when we stopped. We, we didn't stop protesting. We didn't stop demanding. We didn't. It's like, whoa, wait a minute now. I gave y'all some time. I'm going to need y'all to be quiet now. We gave you your moment. Stop. And that's when he, he started really showing who he was at that point. Right. Started getting the noise. Started getting tested. 
showing who he is. Now I can't speculate on on motive. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. To, I don't know him like that. But we can talk about. All right. So let's look, for example, at the three neighborhoods or areas of Pittsburgh that have the most attention from the city's office: mm. Homewood, the Hill, and Hazelwood, which also happen to be the three communities where Black families are leaving at the highest rate. Okay. So when we see the results of this election coming up, we're going to see well, where did Black folks get, leave? more quickly from Pittsburgh, those three neighborhoods. And uh, so as they're getting pushed out to the Mon Valley, they're getting pushed to the east suburbs with fewer resources, no sidewalks, schools that are even more effed up. You know, so that's that's one result of that. And so while he's doing that, what we see, like somebody said, you know, courting Amazon, come on in, this is a good place to invest. Look, don't listen to them. Yeah, they protest for 17 weeks. We got the police. I'm a, I, we've increased their budget while cutting everyone else's. And I'm going to let you know how I think of them. They're the same. Let's bucket them all together. Radical left, radical right. You know, where the radical right showed their ass, you know, January 6th. And everybody said, whoa. And then Peduto said, look, they're just as bad as these black folks. Oh, look. At, yeah, let's stamp that down. This man is not stupid. He does dumb shit. But he's not stupid. And so you're thinking, he's thinking long-term, big picture. Where does this go? I don't know. I'm just looking at, these are all things that we can point to. Where are folks leaving? What did he say? What did he do? What's the consequences of that? Who's going to catch hell and continue to catch hell? And who's going to prosper as a result of his stupid tweets? So I think the vote is, it was strategic. You know, maybe, maybe late at night and it didn't seem... Uh, like it was, but you know, from everything you guys are saying, this is that this is that shot over the bow that says, you know, if y'all come out again this summer, we've already set yeah. you up on who you are. You're extremist if you hit that if that street again, and we're gonna step up the level of engagement on That's, the police side and everything else. To, to right. stop. I, I don't see any difference. Right, left, we're That's gonna shut very, it down. We don't yeah. want another. That's very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a very good yeah. point because this, you know, you know, I think. There was a time when, you know, uh, Jasiri and I had pushed up on the district attorney and um, he had said that Pittsburgh wasn't Ferguson, Pittsburgh wasn't Baltimore. And my retort to that was not yet. You keep letting us get killed by police to see what happens. Right. And that was two summers ago. This summer, we seen, you know, Pittsburgh turn into a powder keg and it was just, you know, pretty much one incident short of exploding. Now, this summer that, you know, that we're that we're kind of coming up on. Yeah. They better hope nothing happens that these, you know, with these police, like that one that was brutalizing those people up in Squirrel Hill, you know, whatever his name was, that was terrorizing people through Uber and all of that. You know, now with more money, you should think that they'd be more well behaved. You just well, increase their budget again. Go ahead. Yeah. Go on. And I think I think even even greater, like, and it's something, you know, uh, Brady always says, it's like your priority is what you put your money to. And so, like you said, I mean, you despite the fact that, you know, we, we have this deficit, uh, despite the fact that, you know, when, you know, it wasn't a lot of police out here, it wasn't like crime was going up. Um, mm-hmm. you put more money towards the police. You, you, you cut the office of equities budget. You know right. And I don't, I don't know, like what, a what better time to increase the office of equity? I would think would be right now. I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just over there, but, and you, and you increase, uh, the police budget, you're telling us where your priorities lie. Um, and so I think, and, and, and then, like you said, when you, when you, um, not even like, you know, and this is the thing, like, you know, I don't, I'm not looking for a politician that I can agree with all the time. I mean, this is just the reality. You're, you're, you're somebody in politics, you know, you're a politician, you know, I'm not going to agree with you all the time, but I would like to have somebody that I can at least have a conversation with, that I can at least know that this person like sees me and my humanity, that that understands that like, yo, I'm not somebody who hates Pittsburgh or hates him. You know, I hate white supremacy and, and, and racism and I hate uh, the condition that my community is in and I want to see him better and I want somebody that fights for that. Like the, if if, I, if if the person can't even understand that, like my motivation, then that's somebody I can't even really have a conversation with. And I think that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, it's one of the things that, you know, Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter always says, like, she says, I've never had seen a perfect politician. <clears throat> we'll never have a politician run that's going to check all our boxes and everything I want 
they're going to be in agreement is that that doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? However, I should at least it should at least be, you know what? It was like for me to say all protesters and compare them to the radical right at this time in this era, I shouldn't have done that. And by doing so, I put people like if you can't even just say that and and, and to, to understand that if he had a said that the next day or the day after the day after, we wouldn't be even having this conversation. We would move on to something else. But the fact that he did it and stood by it and it's like, wow, like this is somebody who can't even see my humanity, who, who doesn't even understand that I'm here doing the things that I'm doing to see a better Pittsburgh. I want to just equitable Pittsburgh for everybody. I want everybody to thrive in Pittsburgh, not just a select few. This is why I'm here. This is why, despite the toxic whiteness that exists in Pittsburgh, despite all these obstacles they put in our path as black people, that we're still here. I mean, the reality is, you know, we could go, I mean, you know, what's all three of us are still here. Somebody's in Barbados, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still jealous of I'm sorry, but Dr. Bay is still here. He's in Barbados now. He'll, he'll be back. Um, but but that's the reality. Like we choose this. I'll be like, back. We as soon as it's safe to travel, brother. I can't yeah. travel right now. No, bro. Uh -huh. Especially See here. It's, yes, I, I, particularly what's going on with COVID nineteen right now, brother. I'd rather you and your family be in Barbados where it's safer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he's so wrong for that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. The reality is, it could, because somebody asked me one time and, and 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 she said why don't you leave and she wasn't you know and this was this was this was a white woman and she wasn't she didn't say it like disrespectfully she was saying like right. you have resources you have you know a, a, a name you could go someplace else and the reason why i have not left is because i feel like i yeah i might be able to leave but there's so many of members of my community that don't have the ability to just get up and go and what's going to happen to them you know what I'm saying? And so Agreed. I have a responsibility to my community. But like I said, if you're not, if you can't even see me as like, okay, yes, he's a critic, but he's not a critic because he doesn't like me or doesn't like my beard or doesn't, he's a critic because he actually wants to see a better Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and to say the last thing I'll say is, you know, these are the same people that Martin Luther King Day, you want to Put your Martin Luther King quotes out. These are the same folks that want to, you know, put out their pictures of John Lewis when he passed. These were people that protested. Like when you, the reality is when John Lewis was out there protesting, he was not liked. He was under FBI surveillance for the work that he was doing. Same with Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King was under FBI surveillance. He was not popular when he was alive because he was challenging folks like Mayor Peduto and those folks had the same response to him then as Mayor Peduto has to protesters now. And the fact that he can't see that clearly is an issue when it comes to leadership, because now I know, OK, your leadership doesn't include me or my humanity in it. And so I have I'm forced to now look for new leadership outside of you. Absolutely. And, and, and one of the biggest challenges is this dude's ability to communicate. So, you know, politicians, when they're sitting in that seat and they get challenged, they, you know, have the courage of your convictions, come up with it, you know, grab your shirt up and say, yeah, this is what I did. And this is why I did it. This can't be this kind of one sided when somebody disagrees with you, you're going to go on Twitter and other places. Or like in my case, he got real passive aggressive with me because I was sitting on the URA board for almost five years. And as soon as I opposed that, you know, what he was trying to gut the budget, uh, a lot of stuff that we were trying to do in black communities, I was being seen as aligning, you know, more because I was wanting the voices of the community in front of that URA board and I was listening. And so when that started happening, the only time he talked to me basically in that five years was to call and let me know, thank you for your service, because I stood up in front of the city county council and said, no more of this. We don't need to cut this because there's work we need we need to do. That's when he, you know, hi, Cheryl, thanks a lot. And I was like, dude, where you been? You know, because he's that kind of passive aggressive. We don't need passive aggressive leadership. And at a time like this, that is so critical. And he, I, he just can't, he can't handle it. I mean, I think we saw that. I mean, I think that's why when, you know, folks kind of make this tweeting Trump comparison, tweeting out about your, the people that are, I mean, we saw that. And, and, and just like you said, it's like, you should be able to understand um, that, like I said, like that, that somebody that like is, is critical of you 
just because of who they are, but somebody that's, that's critical because of the, the passion that they have for the city and their people and their community. And I just don't un- like, like, but if, if, it, if it, if it's like, I'm so sensitive that the minute you are critical of me, you become an enemy. That, exactly. that, was, that was like the Trump's administration, right? You had to like, people understood that they had to kind of kiss Trump's behind because the minute you were critical of Trump, particularly publicly, you became persona non grata or you got fired. And we've seen this. Trump brought people in, people left and were critical of him. And he talked, called them names and all of this stuff. And so that's the thing. It's like, it can't be that like, you know, I mean, you're not a king, dude. I mean, come, you know what I mean? Like we gotta, we gotta like fake a relationship. Bring the next one. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and really not just no politician, no politician should be like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be a part where we're, we're, we're critical of you. And because we're critical of you all of a sudden, like our, our organizations might might be the best organization to do something. But I, because you were critical of me, now I'm going to block you or keep you away. It's that type of politics right. that leads to places being run down. And it's really like, like I said, when you put it all together and you say, OK, all, all left protesters are radical left. Uh, this is a the uh, th- this is your housing agenda. This is your educational agenda. This is your agenda around public safety. Worst place in America for Black women. The uh, the economic the stark economic differences for Black people and White people. You start to say, well, wait a second. Like now you have a track record. And but but you can't. Like, no, I was going to say. Go ahead. I can't. What, bro? No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I was just saying you got a track record, and it's like what yeah. your, your 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 record. Like we're not we're this is this is not about a personality. This is the record, and right. the record right. says, and we gotta you know now we gotta put those tweets in your folder. <laughs> Permanent record. But also, do remember? Do remember? He's been in black communities for thirty years. Oh, so God. when he says that, you, you can't forget that he said that. So that tweet, when you put it in context, Nick, that he knows black people better than most of these protesters who happen to be black because he's been in our neighborhoods longer than some of us have been alive. That just shows that indignation, that that authoritative stance of that white toxicness. I know more than you. I know more than you because I'm white. I get to dictate this. My white political experience is more enriched and is more valid than your lived black experience when it comes to these issues. So all you niggas making all this noise in my city, sit down and shut the fuck up before I have you thrown in jail. What I, just, it? I don't. I thank you for your interpretation, Farouk. <laughs> I, I need Farouk on here more often. This thing, <laughs> like, no, I just like I said, I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you want young people? And, you know, and it's, and it's just like you said. I mean, like, you know, you you when you know when do the, do the protesters include folks that are out here for the environment? Do the, the protesters include those 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 folks that protested because of the environment? Do they include folks that protested because of gun violence? Do they include like March for Our Lives? Like 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 you ch- let me know. You know what I'm saying? Or is it? And, and so I and and I say that to say those communities should be standing with us in this moment. You know what I'm saying? And 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 folks that have this man's ear. You know what I'm saying? Should should say, hey man. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this causes harm to folks that have already been harmed just by living in this damn city. Black you know what I'm saying? Lives matter when it's convenient, man. And just for all those organizations, Black Lives Matter when it's convenient. When the agenda said, right. protesters for fair fair wages. Like it's right, a lot yeah. of or was it or is it only the people that showed up at your house? Right. Yeah. The, right. the protest against <laughs> black people being brutalized by police. Like, is that what the problem is here? Is that black people are speaking out to protect ourselves? That's where the issue is. But you're 100 percent right. Where are all these other organizations right now that do have his ear, that have his attention, right? Speaking up for us. It's only because of the convenience of it. Like Black Lives Matter was so sexy over the summer. And I was saying this a lot on our show. And all, what what happens when it's not anymore? What happens when Black Lives Matter isn't the, the soup du jour? When you know black boxes on Instagram isn't trending no more and all these hashtags you know, get deleted off social media and all these other things. What then? 
right? And now we see that the mayor doing his best Ulysses S. Grant impersonation with the beard and all those stances he's taking, right? Yeah, I still knew on my American history a little bit too, still, you get me? He was Lincoln's general, right? Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> hey, come on. Listen, I, I know I know parliament and, and you know, your so-called democratic system, but I, I refrain. Um, he's oh. out here trying to make this statement, right, where he's aligning himself. And, you know, he's jumping all the way in his Republican, his right wing bag. And I think Brand, I just started reading the comments before Brandy, Brandy was hitting the nail on the head like he's showing us who he is when you're aligning yourself with this rhetoric. Right. The next thing to do is just come out and just just endorse it. You take your bath in the tub, isn't it? Like, that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, so just really just come through and just let us know what type of time you want right now, because as it stands, black people in the city have to protect ourselves from your administration, your regime, your policies and the things that you set in place that we have to live with. So fuck all your experience in our neighborhoods, my nigga. When you make it harder for us to live, I don't want to hear shit you got to offer about bettering my quality of life when clearly you can't even do that. Yeah, and 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 you and it also is this piece where you try to divide black people. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're oh, yeah. you're like like you try to divide. Oh, okay, so you know the you, we don't want anybody from the quote radical left or radical right. We just want those black people in the middle. You know, we want those good those good black people, those non confrontational black people, happy like, to be at the table. Right, happy to be there, happy to smile and when they see you because they see you as somebody that has a semblance of power and then you pit those black people against other black people and you know so we 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 see just to say like we see the game you know what i'm saying and this is about you know you know this this individual in mayor but we we see the game you know what i'm saying and and i you know we're not going to let you try to pit us against other members of our community we're not 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 2021 and beyond we're not doing that you know what I'm saying we'll have those we conversations. Direct. We can go direct and have a conversation. We're not, Absolutely. I mean, when folks in our community are, you know, this, this pitting is happening, we don't mind going direct and having a conversation with them. We're not going to do, it's not necessary for us to do what he does. Uh, Dr. Bay, you know, in this last nine minutes or so, what's, what's the antidote here? I think it's time for us to, you know, let's, get, let's start affirming what it is are we standing for, organizing for, and what do we see next? I mean, so we... We've responded to this. We've reacted to this. Now it's time. Those folks, you know, who are, are likely to participate in ongoing support for him or for, you know, an alternative. I think, you know, we need to assert here's a vision of where we're going. Here's what we need to do. We cannot. And if we look at trends over the last eight years and we look at the widening disparities in home ownership and uh, child thriving and you know all of these things we're not doing well and the trends are not changing and so we need to do something different and we need to we need to support somebody who has that vision and who's committed to that because unless the plan really is I'm not going to say that because I know the plan really is that all right never mind uh, but but the idea is where is our vision, our plan? How do we organize ourselves? Let's us make it happen. Let us start taking responsibility for this and making that irrelevant. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Dr. Bay, that's, that's really, particularly the work that we're trying to do in one hood um, in 2021. Like I said, really, really inspired by, by you talking about, you know, these, all of these systems um, need to be reimagined. Um, you know, we've been working with, um, you know, uh, um, um, Alliance for Police Accountability around, you know, reimagining public safety um, and had a, had an excellent community meeting where folks came out. And I think that's what, exactly what we have to do and say, like, OK, well, what's our plan for public safety as a community? What's our plan for housing as a community? I know it's been a lot of organizing around housing. Um, shout out to the uh, uh, folks. I know um, um, Tanisha uh, of Black Lives Matter Southwest PA has been leading an effort uh, to raise money for folks that are possibly looking towards eviction. Um, and uh, and a, a lot of organizations came and supported that work. Uh, um, shout out to all of those folks. So I think that I think those are the next steps. Like what's our vision for our, our, our community's education uh, moving forward? Because there's some uh, probably some school board seats going. What's our 
uh, uh, community's idea of criminal justice reform. We know there's a lot of judge seats open. And so I really believe like that's, you know, just just co-signing what Dr. Bay said. That's what we have to do as the, as a community is say, this is what we want to see. And then whatever candidate can agree to that vision, then that's, then that's somebody that we can support. But it starts with, this is what we want. Here's our agenda. And, and, you know, for me, you know, I, I you know, the Obama years made me more political, politically um, astute, you know, because I was, I was celebrating. I was in the street. <laughs> I was just happy to see President Obama in office. And then when I didn't see necessarily the changes that I thought I would, it caused me to pay more attention to uh, politics, particularly <clears throat> locally, locally. Yeah. You know, we have a new president and that's good, but locally is where we can have the, where your vote has the largest impact and where we can get the things done the most at this level. And so that's what I'm, I'm interested in that too. And so, you know, however we could continue to collaborate on that, um, Dr. Bay, I would love to love to do that. Um, and Dr. Russell, and let's get together and, and, and any other organizers and organizations um, that would like to, to come together, like let's put our vision together and let's put it out there and say, if you want our support as a community, regardless of what office you're running for, yeah, we want this. Look, you know it's, what I'm saying? It's, and, irresponsible. And, and, and it's irresponsible for us to continue to outsource our public safety mm. to sworn enemies. Ooh, we we outsource our education. Uh, we, we submit our children to our sworn enemies, uh, you know, our health. Like how long our econ economics? These are the things that are required for us to live, and we continue to subscribe to it, harmful and, and enemies of us, historic enemies who continue to show us who they are. And we still, well, let's maybe next time, maybe this tweak. It's really time for us to assert our own agenda, our own plan, our own action items. What I'm loving is these platforms are coming together in ways. You know, I've been here. I'm entering my tenth year. And there are just multiple solid uh, organizing and platforms being developed to do just what you guys are talking about. What will be interesting is to see how they overlap for strength that we don't get all, you know, this is this is my thing over here. This is mine over here. And then the strength in this thing will be, you know, getting these all sewn together. And um, and then we won't be spending a whole lot of time on politicians who are not listening to us. We will have we will vote according to those platforms. We will make demands according to those platforms. And when when we they're not doing what we're asking, then we'll we'll move, we'll keep moving. Because the things that black folks put together on agendas, they are just normal shit, y'all, usually. And and right. if we get it, that everybody is better off. This is not just about uh, you know, we want to be healthy, we want better access to systems and health. This is trying to just get us up to to some parity. And so, you know, there's nothing we, we don't sit around and figure out stuff that is not going to help everybody. But we absolutely are clear about how it's impacting us. And so there, you know, when people hear black agenda, I think they get really like, oh, my God, you know, what is the specific thing that is very blackity black that they want? You know, and it's, and it's just normal crap. It right. is education. It's health care. It's food. It's, it's to be in safe housing. It is not. I, I want my kids to have a safe care. place to play. I want to be able to hug my grandkids. Hello. You know, yeah. I want to we every, want every, every, not to be in a right. bad nursing home. We want, right. I mean, we want what everybody else wants in, in, in these Americas. And and so that's, when that's we radical about left it, shit you're talking, Cheryl. Yeah, I'm about to say that. That's realistic. What the hell is wrong with your crazy ass? It's like, you know, but every decade, every decade when black people chat, basic human rights there's always some type of an adjective attached to it whether it's a black agenda whether it's civil rights whether it's you know there's always something why can't it just be recognized and as the series said throughout this recognizing our humanity recognizing our equality why can't it just be is that simple treat us regular and it what it doesn't sound so obscene when you know your neighbor mm -hmm. frank that you know wants you to pay respect to saint patrick's day okay cool we got that no worries we'll, we'll do that when you, you know when when whenever these these demands and just just basic you know civilities granted to other citizens it doesn't sound outlandish but whenever it applies to us there's always a caveat there's always something that you know it's like why why do we you ain't got that? no money now 
Yeah, we was gonna do that, but yeah, you know, but yeah, what happened that, was what happened. That was. Gig is up as well too. That, um, we talk about not having money for anything. We really, really understand how much money that that can be pulled out of all kind of orifices when folks really want to do something. We learned that. I mean, we learned they keep increasing. The, 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 the police budget has been a what? Increased 50% over the past three years? Isn't it something like that? Absolutely. And, and, and shout out to like organizations like Stop the Station that really made it a real point to put that budget information out there and, and, right. and spread that information to folks publicly. Because just like you said, sometimes we we don't have that information. And it's like, okay, now, like you said, I wasn't thinking about what's Pittsburgh's budget four years ago now we are what's the budget mm -hmm. how much is going to you know things in it that matter to me and my community and my family um and I'm, I'm i'm thankful that we're you know waking up now to the power that we have collectively and i just hope we show it you know as we go forward particularly in this year as, and as shout out to Nintendo and the economic justice circle they are analyzing there the budget historic budget, making it accessible, breaking it down for us, just so we can see, you know, as Brandy's always lately said, like you said, where are your priorities? It's in the budget. You know, stop your lie and let's just show us where you're spending your money. No more opaque yeah. budgets. Mm. As we as we move toward the end here, you know, we've been talking about these platforms. You know, one of the, the powers of this show is to connect people to places where they can feel like they can have their voices heard. So, you know, what are some recommendations about where people need to go, organizations they need to join? What, 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 are, what should we be telling folks and what information should we be sharing? Dr. Bay. Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> you can start with the EJ. <laughs> uh, what should we be telling folks? I mean, I, I think for me, it's, it's let's get organized to assert our agenda. Okay. There's enough of us, like, because what we're saying, what we're talking about is not this. If you can paint it as radical left, that's crazy. What we're talking about is just decency, mm -hmm. access to like that. You you went through the list. Let's organize and assert that, and let's find our real allies, people who can commit to a, a, a region where families thrive, where where kids grow up to be safe and are okay and can be what they want to be or can be. And, 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 and go ahead, brother. I'm done. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna say also. I think like um, I would say like where your passion lies. It's always mm -hmm. if people say like where do I get involved, I always say like what are the things you're most passionate about. You know, I was I was blessed uh, uh, last night, Dr. Russell, to be on the um, the monthly call with the Gateway Medical Society and see like just a a, a a sea of black doctors and nurses uh, nice. coming together to really look at the racial disparity. They were talking about. Uh, the Black Equity Coalition um, that you're a part of, Dr. Bay, um, and the great work that you all are doing um, in terms of putting that data together about um, um, the the you know disparities uh, in COVID nineteen and that and that much needed research. So I would say, like, where's your passion? If your passion is art and activism, you know, come holler at one hood. If that's your passion, um, if your passion is 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 for you know the the safety of our community, you know, Alliance Police Accountability is doing a lot of great work. They got the you know, the, the city council now to kind of adopt Brianna's law and put that before the city council. Uh, shout out to Councilman Lavelle um, and those folks that um, organized it. Somebody hit me up and I got to uh, connect you all, Brandy. I know you're watching in, in Dubai, I guess, everybody. When am I going to be in someplace nice? That's <laughs> right. We are, we are within the house. <laughs> Wait, Brandy's in Dubai right now? From, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somebody from Mashallah. somebody that came out of Ferguson, an activist in Ferguson, actually hit me up saying, "Hey, man, I want to talk to these Pittsburgh City Council people because of the adoption of Brianna's law." And I said, "Well, you can talk to them." However, you know, it was really Brandy and the work of APA that have pushed that. So I think you also should should talk to her as well. But shout out to the council for like you know hearing and seeing that folks were signing that petition. Uh, that was moving. This is this is the will of the people, and they went ahead and and, and drafted that nice. legislation. It just shows it's the blueprint for what we can do. So, what's the next legislation that we want to get through? Let's come together and, and and let's do it. So, I just wanted to say that because this is people nationally are looking at what folks are doing here in Pittsburgh and and how 
they can do similar things where they're from. And so, you know, shout out to the organizer. So I would say find that organization, you know, you got, you know, um, whether it's black, young and educated, they're still active, young, black, motivated kings and queens, Pittsburgh, I can't breathe. It's a lot of folks out here doing great work. Um, I mentioned Black Lives Matter, Southwest Pennsylvania, but get into something, Urban Con, get in. Equitable and just greater Pittsburgh. Yeah. Vic, I mean, black women, black women, really... like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Y'all can come on my club on Clubhouse and we can plan privately. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot happening. There's there's a there's a lot of places for that voice to be heard. Next week, uh, and I think we're 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 still on for this. We're going to look at gun laws and gun safety, mm. and uh, and how that actually impacts us. And so we're going to have some guests to come on and talk about that. We're going to get back to what what Doctor uh, Bay said. We we got a chance to kind of go in a little bit on our mayor, but he cannot be the center of our attention. We have to be the center of our attention and the show will be the center of our attention. So when you come back here and listen to us on Tuesdays at two, you'll, we'll, we'll be talking solution oriented. He's not a solution for us at this point. And so, you know, we will figure out a way and, and what those things are, but that's, that's the whole goal of this is to talk through, you know, community solutions to longstanding problems and putting our power behind it. This is this is a year, 2021, it's gotta be the year of power, y'all. Power and, shift. That's a fact. And, yeah, that's and, a fact. and that right. power comes from organizing and making it happen. And you you build the momentum. And he said, you you, you 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 get to the point where you can't be opposed by those elected officials that want to stay in power. If they want to stay in office, they're, you know, what we're talking about, the, the votes that put them there or keep them there, then become more valuable than those developers that want to take your communities and push you out. And so Ooh, that's, a, what, that's a whole that's entire another show. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's, but right. stay organized. All right. As usual, uh, any wrap up words, uh, Jasiri? Before we go, we never we never go exactly three. I, I gave up on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so yeah. I mean, you know, just t- uh, um, tomorrow. This week in white supremacy, we might have to do a two-hour show. It's so much. We didn't even get to um, Duquesne University um, talking about wanting to um, reinstate this professor that used the N-word in his classroom. (laughs) We didn't even get get into that. Just talk about some more Pittsburgh toxic whiteness. So this week in white supremacy, Wednesday at 6, um, on tilt is every Thursday at 12 p.m., on tilt is um, Julius Boltwright of Still Smiling and Miss Danielle Brown, Justice for Jalen Brown, talking about the state of black mental health and policing in America. Um, and then this Saturday um, is our Next Level Slam. The last Saturday of every month um, is our Next Level Slam. Um, shout out to Treble NLS as the host. So if you're interested in spoken word, it's 250 for the first place. $100 second place, 50 for third place. And so if you want to do some spoken words all online, um, uh, come in, you know, spit your, spit your pieces. Um, I think it's self-portrait is the theme for this uh, month. And so cool. that'll be this Saturday. All right. Sounds let like me, a wrap. Let me Dr. say this Bay, here. I see your finger go up. What you got? Let me <laughs> say this here because that's going to force me to follow up on it. So the series, a couple of months ago, we were talking about how we can bring the Black Environmental Collective into the one who media umbrella and start doing a show talking about how environmental justice is racial justice. And I, I think we're ready to do that. Let's start putting those pieces together to make that happen right. because you know th- that needs to be a part of what we're doing. I'm super excited about that. And yes. it definitely has to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we said it here, we got to follow up, bro. Right. <laughs> we're going to use the platform for the, for, you know, the work that Carl Redwood is doing as well with the Black Worker Center. So, I mean, if you've been listening in the last 10 minutes, we have named a whole lot of platforms and abilities to be able to build that power we're talking about, and we're going to max them out. All right. I'm closing the door, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for for tuning in and listening to what Black Pittsburgh needs to know. Join us again next Tuesday at 2. We are now streaming on YouTube as well as Facebook, and we are on Spotify as well. So uh, you can go out and hear us there as well. All right. Appreciate it. Peace. Goodbye. Peace.